What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's youngin' up in here. <laughs> I think we gotta get that demographic. <laughs> right there. That's not bad. That was it? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one? That's the one? Yeah, that's the one. All right, all right. This is Bug Seed. Bug Seed, you know what I mean? All right, peace. Welcome back. Mega Late Show, episode number 130. This is part two of 130. DJ L Spade. Work. Let me see. Uh, do I got a do I got applause drop? I'll take it. Mm. <laughs> I got my 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 cohorts, my co-host. I got Lex Hunter. Yes, sir. Actor extraordinaire. And I got my man Tokyo Cliff. Am I am I right to still call you that? Is it cool? You can drop to Tokyo. Cliff. Cliff is cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Tokyo's he ain't fucking with Tokyo no more. Tokyo is over. Yeah. <laughs> Played Tokyo out, is y'all. over. Nah, but um, yeah, the Mega Late Show. Uh, well, first, I am Mega. Peace. Thank you for joining. Uh, again, I am the host. And the Mega Late Show is a Tokyo-based hip-hop and creative culture podcast. Today, we've got these three guys, three guys on. And uh, the last part of the episode, or the last episode, or part one of this episode, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> no, part one of this episode, we kind of we got a, we got a little bit political and, and stuff like that. But um, we also found out a lot about L Spade, and I'm sure we'll have him on in the future. We're gonna find out more this time around, but we're also gonna share outs, share these dropouts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm so tired of that. I need to get a new laptop. Uh, I, I'm gonna get it as soon as soon as I can get on with uh, with Cliff to the military base. I'm gonna go in there and you know what I mean, get the tax free joints. But um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mega Late Show. This time we're gonna talk about music, probably some other things too. What should we start off, guys? Should we start off sharing some of uh, L Space music? What do you think? Hey man, that's always it makes good. sense. Yeah, it's yeah. always sense. a good idea. All right. I second that. Hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, okay. I mean, I should have done this before instead of bombing y'all with a bunch of uh, Socrates philosophies and hypotheses. Uh, we, spotted me? We, we did have just like a uh, like an hour long break and, and probably about 20 minutes of that was me ranting about uh, the socialist manifesto. Uh, man. Oh, you, need that, you don't have that, an adapter that, for that? No, nah, I just need that, uh, that Wi-Fi code. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me push you up with that. Here we go. Well, okay. Let me go ahead. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with a, a share then while we, while we figure this stuff out. And, and uh, I don't know. What you got? What you got? I don't know, man. What should I share? What should I share? So I just wrote an article. Oh, no. I'm going to play some of that new Makami. Word. I don't know if you guys know Makami, but I- I'm into a lot of the uh, the the rap that people would call abstract or experimental. But where I'm from, we just call that shit lyrics. We just call that shit hip hop. Uh, it doesn't sound like pop rap. And uh, one of the reasons I like it is because it sounds like Makami's music sounds like Makami. It's him. So here goes some Makami, uh, some weird Makami. I think this beat is produced by Earl Sweatshirt. So here we go. Earl. Lay miserable on your paper, notice on the door, you know the jig is up. Bruh, my lawyer was 
in the tuck. Retain his own dead like all those Royal or Royals, them niggas fuck. I'm just now knowing them niggas ducks. Bet you had no idea how far I go to get to know in the minute though. They call this abstract rap? Some people might. What do you call it? Rap, rap shit, right? Yeah, man. No drums, lyrics. Eh, I call yeah. it abstract. Why? In the constructs of abstract, because you don't even hear drums, right? That's the, like the main factor of hip hop has always been the drums, drum programming, right? Isn't there drums in the background? Eh, not really, man. It's some like ambient drums, but it's not really drums. It's just like that's the sample drums. Like, so you're not really hearing them. That thump, yeah. So that, that would make it like not abstract. So if it doesn't have drums, it would be you would classify as abstract. Not necessarily, man. But the drums are amazing. Cause that just sounds like a, a good hip hop song to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's hip hop. I'm not saying it's not hip hop. I mean, I mean, just like a like what you would expect if you're like you want to hear some ba- you want to hear some bars. Yeah, but I would like, expect yeah. a hip hop the beat to drop right. You expecting the beat to drop right, and it's not dropping, so that makes it abstract, right? That's the definition I, I haven't heard I mean, before. I mean, is is is, yeah, right. is is that would you say that that's like the demarcation of 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 abstract so would it be abstract if instead of like four four drums it was rock drums you know like what? travis barker that's uh no it wouldn't be abstract because it's still a drum pattern you know most break beats have like live drums right on it. so it's it, like live drums is not the, the factor it's just when it steps out of the quote-unquote normal uh constructs of hip-hop then it's abstract like you don't okay What's the difference between abstract and experimental? Right? Experimental, in, in my opinion, and if you disagree, please, and, you know, experimental would be like the sounds you use. Like, they are not common. Mm-hmm. Abstract would be stuff that's not commonly done in hip-hop. And when you start taking away the drums, what about abstract? this? I would call this more abstract than the previous song. Which really? Why? I think I was actually trying to figure out why. Actually, I wouldn't call this abstract. It sounds more deviated from from what we quote unquote regular hip hop than the previous song to me. I think the flow, right? So we listening to the bars, man. The way he's spitting the bars, right? Right. That's the cadence is a little off and on, which is. Dope, right? But to me, this is straight up boom bap. And maybe it's my southern ignorance, but when I listen to this, I think, oh, boom bap. Right? The only thing that's abstract, quote unquote, would be the flow because it's not a flow we're used to, right? But I don't know if that's enough to make it abstract rap. So maybe I'm stepping over my own argument. Right? Because does an original flow automatically make you abstract right. at that point? Right. I mean, hip hop was founded on original flows too. Like the golden era of 88 was such a biodiverse version like Chuck D rap very different from Kane and Kane rap and and and, and cool uh, uh, even like uh, cool Keith was considered an outsider like uh is old dirty bastard abstract you know there's actually a, there's when it comes to like your argument about the beats this is something that has been discussed like thoroughly in hip hop culture and and more so uh, i think more so uh 
back before the Telecommunications Act. There's this really interesting book by Joseph Sloth called Slosh called uh, Making Beats, where he does a kind of ethnographic approach to finding out about hip hop culture. Mm. And ethnography is just being amongst the culture and finding out about it while you're in it. So he asked, you know, dozens of the best producers and beat makers, like, what makes this acceptable and what makes this unacceptable? What makes this hip hop and what doesn't make this hip hop? And from those conversations, he comes up with a loose idea of like what the general thought on the culture was for doing certain things like when when dj um shadow first came out with introducing right one of the the greatest type of instrumental hip-hop albums of all time many people are like this isn't hip-hop when the roots started making music and incorporating more live instrumentation mm-hmm. than than uh four four drum patterns and sampling they were like this is barely hip-hop and so it's like this approach to what is and what isn't hip hop is is something that it's is totally arbitrary, contested. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and and like and that's kind of and it's kind of like what I've always come to. Like Griselda is abstract to a lot of people because their approach to hip hop. But to me, they click all the boxes of what would, what what traditional yeah. boom bap hip hop. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's yeah. like. You know, even when they don't have drums, it's a sample driven beat mm-hmm. with somebody rapping over it with you know their experiences certain topics in you know from a certain segment of the population that's just hip-hop is fuck to me so i've always kind of been of the opinion like in hip-hop you can make anything you want as long as you are hip-hop and you're saying it's hip-hop well you know that's authenticity the beauty of hip-hop right the beauty of hip-hop is it's a medium that was made to metamorphosize you can always add something and that's the reason why hip-hop has been on top so long because think about it man like it's amazing that hip hop has been the top genre of music as long as it has. Cause I mean everything, mm-hmm. disco, jazz, funk, Motown, all house. that stuff. Yes, it is dip hair metal. That's because hip hop yeah. can metamorphosize. You can add to it, right. which goes to my argument about you know K pop. Like add, bro. It, it is. It is a. Uh, it, it is it, it. To me, it's it is the most American art form. Mm. So More so than jazz. Yes. Yes. Because it, it's it it's taking something. And reorganizing it in a matter that expresses your own individuality. Facts. And it's taking things that you don't have, taking from others, everything around you and reshaping it. It is a remix culture. Mm. Like since the beginning, you know, it's it's weird the way it starts off. Like the first popular hip hop song is an inauthentic version of hip hop, which is very strange yeah. the way it happened. <laughs> no, yeah. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yes, very I, much that. I was talking about rapping Duke. Oh, I mean, da ha, da ha. Yeah, which was terrible, right? Da ha, da ha, 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 Which was actually right. like, uh, okay, people don't know, the first major rap song was actually done by Blondie. That white country yeah. singer. No, yeah. no, she wasn't a country singer. She, she was um, a pop singer. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. I give her props. I just said heart of glass in two different ways. I mean, that's the only thing we don't know. I wasn't going to question it. I'm like, I don't know the lyrics. Yeah, I knew about that. I knew about that. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's just one of those things, um, like you, you were saying. Well, they they would say that hip hop is actually a, a construct too, right? Like well, with Crush Groove, 
those like all the things that were put together graffiti breaking um hip-hop and djing all those things were kind of separately happening uh, amongst this really artistic community and they put them all together and said this is going to be hip-hop like this combination <laughs> of things is going to be hip-hop but the people were like they weren't really happening all together and with blondie like blondie was a part of this artistic community of these really fresh-minded creative people along with basquiat mm-hmm. and and andy warhol and ram lz who were making like punk these subcultures is what uh hip-hop was emerging from these fresh subcultures of art and and so like hip-hop starts almost in a place of high art and subculture right so i don't know um for me again just like if 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 a guy decides that he wants to try rapping right and he's like starts freestyling and then he gets good at freestyling goes to the beach and starts freestyling people start giving him fucking quarters for freestyling he's great at freestyle rapping to me that guy's not hip-hop if he says he's hip-hop and he's part of a hip-hop community and he's a participant of a hip-hop community then sure you're hip-hop but otherwise you're doing you're doing hip-hop you're not hip-hop you know that's that's a good point you just made there right because hip-hop is a culture that's you can do rap you can be a rapper but that doesn't mean you're about hip hop. So that's a mm. good point. I'm glad you made that. I, I point that out to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a. Uh, I earlier in the first episode, I say I am of the last generation of four element hip hop heads, and what I mean is that like the idea of the four element hip hop head, the b boy, and all of these mm. things happening as one culture, it kind of dissipates after the Telecommunications Act. It goes underground. It goes internet. It goes worldwide, and it kind of becomes a separate thing to the point that now the b boy culture is not really mm. a part of hip hop culture in the same way as it used to be. Graffiti is a whole different other thing. Rap, yeah. popular rap music. If you, if you, it, this is one of the things about valuing hip hop. If I tell you I'm talking, I'm hip hop. I'm hip hop culture. You think, oh, Cardi B, uh, you know, Lil Wayne, these yeah. things. But I'm actually, I, I really separate myself from that while those things can be considered hip-hop if they call themselves hip-hop that is not what i'm talking about they're under the umbrella hip-hop. of hip-hop but they're it's just not doing it totally yeah, yeah. it's the umbrella yeah. of hip-hop yeah. that's like, the layman's but idea of hip-hop it, it gets tricky too because joe budden is a hip-hop head he is and he comes from that but also he is from that mainstream music industry culture that is much different than where i'm bubbling at like where i'm from is there's a very small tight-knit community of people who are participants and actually know each other just recently i met a guy i saw a guy posting on reddit about an album that's super rare i looked at his profile i saw he was in tokyo i reached out to him and said hey you're in tokyo you got these crazy great records maybe we know each other uh maybe we know similar friends no we didn't no we didn't finally i invite him to the podcast he comes over he says oh man i just met buddha a week ago Ah, no no this is but this is not buddha i'm talking about this Ah. is another person named being turns out i known i've known being for like 15 years through a niche underground hip-hop community scene we literally have multiple friends together that we've known and this is the hip-hop the participatory hip-hop culture that i'm talking about i'm not talking about the people who call themselves backpackers because they were fans of like Kanye West non-pop hip hop you know what I mean Uh, I'm talking about the people who wore I'm talking about the people who wore backpacks and had fucking knives in it graffiti cans peace books and a bunch of tapes in their tape player that's that's the backpacker I come from the last generation of that because of the four element Mm. uh, because of the telecommunications act hip hop's weird man what kind of hip hop do you do you like Elspade who do you listen to well see being a um, son of the south right um, 
I would be remiss if I didn't say that one of the greatest and most influential uh, bands I think of modern times is Three Six Mafia. Mm. Uh, you can trace. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Any sound like the whole trap sound basically came from Memphis, and people from Atlanta will actually tell you this. They they got their style from us. Like back in the day, you got to think about in the mid '90s, right? The prominent scene for hip-hop was the east coast then the west coast came after that and it was this whole big you kids parking let uncle dj l spade tell you a story so back in the day the east coast and the west coast were like the major markets for hip-hop and the south was considered just country bumpkins and guys can do anything right so we had to find our own sound and i will contest the sound came from memphis all this triplet rap the da 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 that cadence, mm. that was Memphis. That we made that. That was us. You know, you're welcome, amigos. You're welcome. Shout out the man. Memphis. I, I wish Late was here. You know, Late would love this conversation. Late Word. is a, Late. My my the the podcast calls Mega Late Show because it's Mega and Late. Oh. And Late's from ATL, but he moved back to um, the United States uh, around May. But you know, yeah, that was new. But he moved. It, it was like. But uh, that's that's double time, triple lit raps right there for you. But, um, <laughs> All right. but but he would he would love to have this conversation because I, I I wonder where he would find disagreements well, with you in terms of the genesis. He can't, man. Here's the thing, right? Atlanta wasn't doing like that crunk music. That was Memphis buck music. What Atlanta was known for, and most of the South, and I'm putting Florida in quotes when I say South because I really don't consider that the South in context. Florida, Florida. It's Florida <laughs> and more East Coast, right? But they were doing booty music. And when I say booty music, it was that. Yeah. yeah, they were doing booty music. That was their thing. That was they were known for. They were known for like booty. And when you get to Maryland, it was go-go music, right? But that whole crunk sound with the hi-hat snapping, the, the snare, like even now, I find myself gravitating to the snare to just they just pops yeah. that that was us that came from us the whole triplet style even adding triplets to your beats this whole trap style that came from memphis and i remember like hearing not just uh three six mafia but like people you don't know maybe like dj squeaky and dj zerk just doing that and that's where you get all this sound and all this new stuff because it was the first art form or i say the first music where you could actually go in the club and get down to because the flaw for me personally somebody gonna disagree with me it's okay the flaw of east coast music was you couldn't really dance to it man you couldn't go mm. in the club and just really cut loose to like old east coast music now west coast music i agree with could because like one thing that west coast rappers got right was and this is what southern rappers kind of got their thing with was the drums like it's a whole little funk to it mm. like the whole west coast feel like the the drums are super thick and fat right for, for context i think we should say that uh after the second golden era of of, of new york rap okay. you couldn't dance to it I, it's yeah. like post nas yeah uh, it wasn't dance music for for several years during kind of the genesis and explosion of the southern sound that's true and I, I would give you that because uh i mean you could you could go era yeah after that, it was I mean, there was also a house hop was a thing uh, happening in dance clubs in New York too. So you know the house music scene. So fair enough. You're but right. but I just wanted to provide, <laughs> no no you're you're right on point though. I'm I'm following the logic here. Now, fair enough. I'm glad you you point that out. Yeah, I'm sorry. The second genesis of uh, East Coast rap you could not dance to, like even West Coast music. 
the drums were thick and they were slapping, but you couldn't really dance to it. Then here comes the it's, south. It's, it's music day. for it's music for men. It's music for men. That's, that's actually a lot true. of machismo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Sure, it's music for men. I, you know, I didn't put, put that up until you actually said that, man. Like it was very right. masculine. Yeah. yeah. So we don't, we don't care if the women, you know, if they if they <laughs> if they want to hear what illmatic is. Like yeah. we, we we fucking with illmatic. You yeah. you go do your thing elsewhere. I didn't no, even for, think about that you said it. For point of reference, what years? What time spans are you? You, you got to be right? talking about like around ninety five. Like the nineties is when it really starts to change. So for, for me in the south, right? Like ninety one, we had it. I was play, listening to play it. something. I, I've got I've got the three six mafia Spotify pulled up. Yeah, play man, something. You're not gonna find or, or, it on Spotify though. You I mean, play play deep. like play like a, a old three six mafia track. So like. if you go like pre two thousand. So the, the project pack pre <laughs> so, pre. Pre two thousand. Well, I mean, around the around that time, it gets a little bit more homogenous yes. to sound. But but before that, there was really interesting shit emerging. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you yeah. should go to maybe on YouTube or Spotify, um, not the remastered version, but the original classic Memphis album was DJ Paul Volume Sixteen because they they broke everything down in volumes. They <laughs> they had like volumes, and sixteen was the most iconic volume. Of DJ Which Paul. one would you like me to play off of DJ Paul? Man. um... I'm gonna read some of these titles. Anna got me clicking. <laughs> not the, not the tired first. of this shit. <laughs> getting real buck. That's that was a classic. Now, okay, getting real buck is an instrumental, and that's one thing that need to be said. The whole trap music, because mm. we was on that first. Like they mm. used to just make bass tapes, like just straight up hard 808, mm. just just knocking on you. That's a good song. Uh, what else you got? A buck. The this is the original one. Original. Yeah. Not the 96 version. Yes. Not the 96 version. And this is, uh, I give you $10, you can tell where this sample came from. Is it a television show? It is. Oh, okay. Oh, I see you, Mega. I can't place it right now, though. It's the Young and the Restless. It's a soap opera. Never seen it. You ain't real hip hop then, Lex. You ain't never seen Young and the Restless? Look, man. I missed a few things growing up. This goes out to player haters that be talking this shit. I still remember. That's sad. You know what? All the stuff in high school I can't remember, but I remember these lyrics. <laughs> it's crazy. Yo. <laughs> the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Hey. Down a lot. See, this is that wholesome rap that I was talking about. Yeah, man, real, wholesome, real wholesome family raps. values. Okay, now, now one thing that during this time that the East Coast people got onto the South about was the lack of lyrics. And I'm gonna admit this. I'm gonna admit this on the Mega Lay Show. Y'all was right. <laughs> this was sounds right. like this sounds like the Memphis version yeah. of Too Short back I, in the day. Okay. I, I would say we never okay we have lyricists right like outcasts and people like that and you can bust bars but the memphis style was mainly about feeling and emotions bro it was just like like listen to the, the repetitiveness of the hooks okay it's not a lot of meat on the bones i get it <laughs> i was defensive about this like when i was young when i was like in my early teenage like, what you talking about we got lyrics but now yeah and that's why I hear that's why I've always like gravitated towards like New York rappers because 
It was all about the bars. You had bars, but you yeah. didn't have beats. Like, okay, but we used to have beats. When okay, sampling, man. when sampling became a problem, the New York sound right. well, really. I don't know because Puffy man killed the sample. Puffy was down with oh, the yeah. sample man. Well, I don't consider Puff Daddy hip hop. Yeah, okay, you know that's fair enough. I, I hated Puff Daddy when <laughs> Puff Daddy. I'm saying Puff Daddy, Daddy. when it came out. Yeah, right, right. right. I, that, that's for me personally. I, I'm a Nas fan. Love Nas, but we all know. The problem with Nas is he picked some booty beats, man. Poor beat selection, yeah. I hate how they try to say he's the worst, though, man. Like, Eminem's got worse beat selection than him. Eminem has worse When he was making his own beats, man, they were garbage, like, objectively. When he made his own beats, I'm like, dude, stop. Stop. Go back to Dre. When did he make his own beats? Many times. Yes. Most of his albums. Garbage beats. Yeah, most of his albums (laughs) have beats on it. Most of his albums have beats from him on it. Yeah, gotcha. The garbage beats, man. That's all him. You you can tell a Dre produced you. What about his? Uh, what was the recent one? Was that Kamikaze? Or yeah. No, no. He just released uh, Kamikaze. Music to be murdered by. Yeah. yeah. That one was. Yeah. Kamikaze was better. In my Kamikaze opinion. is better. I agree. Uh, but who did the beats on those? Uh, man, Take Keith from Memphis did that. Yeah, did a lot, a lot of those. I, don't, um, I didn't check. I, I listened to it once just to appease late. <laughs> Late's an Eminem <laughs> it was, it fan. Was, it was a good. It was one of his. Maybe his best work in recent I've, years. I've I never, see. I've always appreciated Eminem's ability, and there's countless freestyle tracks and 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 uh, uh, you know uh, collaboration type of tracks where he jumps on that I think he raps really well. But I've never been able to sit through an Eminem album and be like, I love this. It, 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 would, it would either be like the, the skits threw me off or just some of the content just never really spoke to me. For the record. But he, he can rap his ass off. I've never heard an Eminem album. Oh, well, here really? we go right now. I've never heard a Drake <laughs> I've never heard a Drake album. Well, I've me never, neither. Never I'm an Eminem fan, right? Yeah. However, I will admit that he is somewhat annoying and gimmicky, especially when he... Um, whole shit is gimmicky. Yeah, it's, it's, look, man. <sighs> You, to, you know, it's, it's not really a diss to them, but it, I just didn't gravitate to it. it right, that's fair. I mean, really I, I, and I, I understand. Like, yeah. seriously. They, they're, first, white privilege in work is being a white rapper. Because <laughs> if you look at, like, throughout the history of some of the biggest selling hip-hop artists, it's white people. Because, you know, white people tend to gravitate towards white they, people. They can cross over to that soccer mom uh, yes. category. Yes. Get the kids, the soccer moms buying it for the kids. Right, right, right. So, and as you said, they, they buy more of our music yeah, than yeah. Um, we do. So yeah, it's the yeah. Elvis thing, man. Like Elvis was just doing black music, but it came from a white person. Like finally, somebody yeah. I can. I, I, I don't. I don't really like when people use that to kind of diminish uh, Eminem's accomplishments no, and his great ability rapper. because he's he's one of the best people Damn to good. put words together yeah. in the yeah. history of fucking english yes and 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 you know there's something to be said about that it's just that like i, I don't care if you're rhyming like obama llama osama jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> like i just don't really you know it, it's 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 amazing to see sometimes and sometimes like there like a lot of people can do that multi-syllable style rap shit too but there's also a brilliance to the way that eminem can connect ideas to he, he's a really a brilliant guy i just don't really care for his music in, we, in we, most cases you call it That's fair. super lyrical oh i mean well people yeah i mean he's the father of that term being used as a derogatory term for it I <laughs> in in the uh in the slaughterhouse cypher he basically says that bar first yo lyrical miracle spiritual that. individual in the swimming pool but he, and it's like, <laughs> he's to be the, oh, like i mean like, he, what does that mean he is the bars guy. is what bars. it means the thing is right i don't even when i think of lyrical miracle i don't think of eminem i think of buster rhymes 
like Buster mm. Rhymes and uh, Red Man to a point, you know, because the whole Eminem style is to me a mixture of Red Man and Buster Rhymes. Then you get Eminem. I think it's like a, uh, a mixture of of Red Man, Tretch from Naughty by Naughty Nature, Nature. and and Cool G Rap. Cool G Rap was one of the first twisting yeah. multisyllables yeah, like Eminem does. True. But I mean, Busta is you know. I think I think Redman's M's favorite rapper actually. That would yeah. Make sense. yeah, he's yeah, up there. He, actually, he Tretch that. too from Tretch. Naughty by Nature. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard him mention them both. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. about Tretch really. I mean, Tretch oh. used to be yeah. fucking crazy. Tretch was cold. At, at one, like I don't like to say greatest of all time, but I think that at certain points in time, one MC has the juice, and there was definitely a year, nine months where Tretch was like the greatest <laughs> MC. Was that guy? Yeah, I mean, people, d- different people get it. You know, Who Andre you gets it. Goat now, in my, in your opinion. Objectively, I, you know, we like, all gonna disagree. What do you mean? We all gonna disagree. I know that, but like, what? Who is the best in your at, opinion right at now? Rapping or at like, rapping? Just rapping. Right see, now. this is an interesting thing that I'd like to like sit down and really try to break down with some like hip hop intellectuals because I feel like there's no objectivity here, right? Mm. But we have to get towards an objectivity, and, and for that you have to have criteria, mm, right? And so, sure. what That's are the important. criteria? Is it is it is it uh, ability? Is it flow? Is it sales? Is subject it longevity? Matter. Is it subject matter? Is it eloquence? Like so, of all these things, right? If you're going to the the normal argument where it's skill longevity um, sales classic albums I think it's hard to deny that Jay Z is is kind of the goat by the average rap fans criteria right, right. he's got an eloquence he's great at rapping um, it, fucking multiple classic albums the success is fucking unfathomable and res- respected yeah. able to remain consistent through every single era since he started it's kind of amazing so if you put yeah. if you had to yeah. put uh, just off the top of your head and i know this is unfair i apologize mm. but if you had to put five five rappers male female doesn't matter and your personal uh let's oh. do four mount rushmore who would you pick because i'm my favorite my favorite alive or dead yeah Oh, only Shit. my personal favorites. I wouldn't consider them like the greatest by any really regard. Like, mm, right. Right. you know, but if I had to do like a Mount Rushmore of mm. rap, let's see. Uh, Rakim is guaranteed on the mountain. I think that he changes kind of everything at a certain point and deserves that credibility. Um, I would put Jay on there. I might put I might put Nas on there, although, you know, some rough years for Nas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might say, actually, you know what? Here's a dark horse pick: LL Cool J. That is a good, you pick. know, and maybe that Ice is, Cube. That's that a, was good a good pick. pick. Yeah. That, that, Both of those are good. Mr. Smith does not get the props he deserves. I think like, you're seriously. Right. I mean, like, it, it, you can't put Drake on the on the mountain and not, not put, put LL. LL there. I mean, yeah, LL is kind of LL, LL is kind of like the original yeah, the ladies like softer rapper but hard as fuck that guys could rock with like yeah. he, he crossover crossover <laughs> sound <laughs> multiple not. success yeah. like I mean yeah. you know LL Cool J is fucking hard as hell yeah so I mean but this is again this is trying to find an objectivity because right. LL hasn't been dope for fucking 20 years he has not. you know what yeah. I mean he has like, not. LL hasn't been dope for 20 but years and Rakim and Rakim hasn't yeah, exactly so there has to be like yeah. a criteria there okay I'm, I'm gonna say this right so for me and I'm gonna put it in the modern times for my uh four right can I remove Ice Cube and say Snoop you can I would say Snoop why would you, we why would would you say it. that for the same reasons that I say that I say Jay, like Snoop has transcended 
rap. And he's also Martha like Stewart. Very true. Hits on. hits for the last three decades, still highly respected. His new music doesn't speak to to me, but I mean, he's on tracks with like Nipsey that are fucking mm. hard. You know, Freddie he's Gibbs. you know like yeah, exactly. Freddie so Gibbs. I think I think Snoop is is trans like he's definitely over Cube. Especially with all the hokey shit that Cube does, I never like to give Ice Cube props. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I am props I, for being the mastermind behind the shit that right. NWA was. Saying. Was he really though? I mean, he wrote the shit. So. Ice Cube just cut I, it off. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not against that argument. I mean, also it's like you know, first genuine fake, D- and, and possibly the best diss track of all time. Uh, yeah, mm, no I, wrestling. Yeah, I, I think it's up there. I think it's up there. It stands up. It's, up it's in your top ten, man. But... I'd say it's top three at least. Uh, what's above it? I, that's why I said possibly okay, the greatest. Top three. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, uh, Tupac, you got hit look, him man, up. Ether, you got to put that the on there too. Is definitely in your top ten, right? Right, Ether. And well, what but, about Jay Z? Um, the takeover is that what it was? Yeah, the takeover. Yeah, that was good too. It was good, but it wasn't as good as Ether because the second disc is always better than the first disc. Like just objectively. I mean, I'd rather listen to the takeover than Ether any day. Would you yeah. really? I, I, I mean, agree. it I, fucking I, slaps I, I, still I kinda, to this day. Yeah. Like you could play the problem with the problem <laughs> with the takeover is you play that in the club. Ain't nobody going to the club to listen to Ether. But the Ether was so emotional, bro. It's like when you heard, you're like, ooh, <laughs> this yeah, man is but I, I, does it, Yeah, but it's also like, damn, your feelings are really hurt. I, that, that's why I liked it though. It <laughs> like, was like, right? it like his heart, yeah, yeah. his heart was on his sleeve. His heart was on his sleeve, man. Right? He's like. People call you ugly. I'm like, you, whoa. Your feelings is hurt because people call your lips ugly. It's like, oh, man, he really tried to fucking Damn, dude. father him. LL, when he was having his beef with cannabis. Yeah, I mean, well, LL had, so. also has, like, you know, he fucking wrecked Kumo cool D. He killed his you know I mean? like, 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 first guy's career who had up your old rap. uncle. I mean, but, but I mean, but the Kumo cool D. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the bridge is over. Is another one of those diss tracks. It has to be up there just because it was like a, such a seminal moment in hip hop history. Uh, I like how this conversation turned into like a real raw, like hip hop head, hip hop <laughs> conversation. But word, let's play some of your music, man. Oh, please, let's do that. Yeah, uh, yeah man. Yeah. I keep it. We keep on putting L Spade aside to to talk about other issues and shit. Like, <laughs> like, like the you know, we're not letting him shine. Yeah. When yeah. we ever. It's like hip hop conversation. Also, kind of talking about. But it. real, real, real talk, Spade. I li- listen to. All these songs multiple times, and I fucks with them. Oh man, this thank one is one of your best works you've done. Oh, thank you, man. Disco Dan was dope. This is dope, and I've been knowing him for a few years now, and you know it's cool to see every Progression? time you release a project, yeah. your production gets better. And well, just, thank you. The, yeah, man. If I you ain't moving it. forward, you're moving backwards, right? So you hey, should you try to outdo the last one. Uh, are you, you gonna did. play songs from Faker News? I am gonna. Well, uh, you know, tell what? me which one because uh, when I play it off of here, it has ducking. So when we oh, talk, nice. it ducks down. But um, so yeah, Faker News now with more Pope. I like that. Uh, There's a reason behind that. (laughs) Um, I guess we can go with June 19th. It's the first track on the album. Oh, I know this person, uh, Ariel Mirai. She's a model. I just found out from Ken. My little sister, man. That's your little sister? Yeah. He told me that that was her. I didn't know that was her when I heard it. You know, props to K-Rider because he actually uh, He said he he, he he got her to do it. She's fine as hell, dog. She is, though. She's fine as hell. She's cool. She's a cool girl. I mean, uh, you know, I respect her abilities outside of her beauty, but I noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see, I sampled the uh, Black National Anthem in the beginning. June 19th is Juneteenth. Right. Mm. So uh, that's why I did that. Funny thing about this song, it uh, bars. I got a lot 
to say it, now go get it off my chest. My, my Eric Gardner flow to get these bastards off my neck. You and you and James Payne, man, y'all a good combination. Man, we grew up together. James Payne, lethal yeah, man. We grew up. Together. Is he out here? No, he's actually in Memphis, Tennessee. We actually uh, went to school together in high school. Do we know Gary Lamb, everybody? I don't. Okay. <laughs> you produced this as well? I did. I did. Funny story about this. You're talented cat, man. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. He's man. good, man. He does his, his digital art and all that stuff. Yeah, all the graphics. I do that, too. You do, you edit the videos as well? Yes. Dog, it's cheap, can man. We be, can we be friends, man? We can, can we do collaborations? <laughs> we Let's get can. something started together, dog. Like, definitely. We definitely can. Like That all came out of me being cheap, really, guys. Like, I hate to say it, like... Man, do I want to pay somebody a hundred dollars for these graphics? Yeah. Nah, man, let me go and get on Photoshop. What, what, what do you use for your? Uh, what do you use to produce graphics? Oh, Photoshop, man. Photoshop, uh, I'm okay. definitely Adobe guy. Like okay. I even editing, I use Adobe Premiere. I used to uh, be Final Cut, but you know, just the seamless integration between all the Photoshop stuff mm -hmm. and the Adobe stuff, I just went with that. Yeah. Mm. So, what type of uh, equipment do you use for your production? All right, so this is a very contentious point for a lot of people. I'm an NPC guy because I grew up with that. The NPC use 2000? XL. Huh? Hey. Man, you know, I don't. I use the NPC Touch right now. Uh, I'm actually going to get rid of that. And is that the, the new joint? One. No, no the, 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 live, one. the Live is the new joint? The Live is the newest flagship, but they actually got an NPC One mm. that is um, a square shape that I want to get that one, and it does everything. Okay. But I'm an NPC guy, uh, which has really been my Achilles heel. I'm not going to lie because the machine is better, objectively. I got the MK3 over there. Because you're smart. You're smart. But, but the MPC, uh, it's standalone. You don't need to connect it to a computer, right? No. See, that's that, the lie. That's a benefit. The, the oh, lie okay. is um, if you get the live, it's standalone, right? Okay. And the MPC1 is standalone. But most of now is all controller-based. My MPC Touch, you got to plug it in the computer. Okay. Which is cool, man. But the, man, the native instruments did it better, I, I would say. But me just being, you know, old. And growing up on the NPC, I just what, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think about it compared to like the warmth of the original 2000 2000 XL? Does it kind of replicate that? Because that's know, one of the the selling points of the NPC. Like people want that that Akai drum type of warmth that comes with. See, the, the, the thing machine. with digital, though, right? Like everything going digital and computer based is now you can manipulate and make your own sounds, and right. that's the beauty of everything. Like the problem with sampling back in the day was you had to like hook up the mono chords and get the sound or hit the turntable. Mm -hmm. Now you can just digitally seamlessly bring it in there. So if I want to add warmth, I can just, you know, throw in a, a Waze plug-in mm -hmm. and add that warmth, throw some saturation mm -hmm. in it, and now I got the sound I want. The the selling point for me about the NPC has always been the pads and the okay. feel because, um, like, I'm a drum programmer. Like, technically, with all this uh, DAW-based software now, you can make a beat without even touching a right. controller. You right. can just... Click the blocks. That, that's the free that, loose. That might be format. like the, the the way most people go about it. Yeah, it, it is not. For, for me, though, Especially it's not. for the budget. Yeah, it's not the, real, the though. The kid making in his room and shit. It's different. It's a different feel when you actually are on the. And you're playing that instead of. 
doom, doom. Okay, let me put the square right here. Okay, now. Cut and paste. Here. Okay, let me add 50% swing. No, come on, dude. It's like, I, I like to feel my drums. And maybe I'm just old. Somebody say, oh, man, get out of my yard. We don't make beats like that no more. <laughs> but that's how I produce. Like, I'm all a feel guy. Like, my whole production process hey, is. You, you said Memphis was about the feel, right? It is about the feel. Like, if I don't feel it, like, okay, if you tell me right now. Yo, Spain, make a beat in 10 minutes. I can make you a beat. Like, probably be decent, but I'm not going to feel it. And that's mm. the difference. Like, if I'm not feeling it, then why am I doing it? Mm. Like, the, the the beat I make is really dependent on the emotion I have. Like, if I'm feeling angry, the beat is going to be angry. Like, when you hear, I did a, a beat CD, uh, some dude in Japan to make beats. And all those beats were just beats I felt at the time. Like, when you hear the happy up tempo EDM type stuff, that's how I felt, man. I was there. It's, so you, yeah, like that right there, TikTok, right? It's a upbeat. That's how I felt. I felt happy, man. So I made a happy beat. It wasn't like on demand where, like, hey, man, make a happy beat. Okay, I can do it. Cause you know I'm not classically trained like that. It's all feeling and emotion. Like, okay, so this is how I feel. I'm gonna play You're this an keyboard. artist. Yes. You're an artist. Yeah. I'm basically Nick Cannon from Drumline. I know exactly that feeling. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I identify as Nick Cannon yeah. from when he had that relationship with Mariah. Man. Man. You know what? He's a stand-up guy in that relationship, too. Like, people like to clown Nick about that. You know, the whole Eminem beef and stuff like that. But, like, that was his wife, bro. Like, yeah. what, what did you expect dude to no, do? No, I like, um, I respect Nick Cannon's grind, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah most you know, he gets clowned a lot, but I mean, like, why? Just let him do him. Like His shit don't affect me none. Yeah. I would never get well. Maybe if I was married to Mariah Carey, I'd get her name big as fuck on my back too. But probably <laughs> not. <laughs> I used to, yo, I like Mariah to I Carey around like the honey back video. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was, times. I was really on my colorism shit. She I was like, lights can. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, she's definitely top ten. Like, like yeah. in everybody's yeah. uh, top she was, ten. She was I mean, like, I, I was never like a big J-Lo type of cat. Because I, well, I like big butts before that. And we had girls with big butts before. I didn't think that she was, like, stupendous. She's holding up pretty good, too, man. She's 50. She, she still I mean, man, she that's got money though. to hold up. Man, all right, exactly. man. That's money. Yeah. But the, the money look, is doing good. To, to yeah. Me, you know, Every time someone says, like, they look so good for their age, I was like, that's because they're rich. Yeah. You don't understand it, the things you can accomplish with money. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all sound like some haters. Just got an invite um, from Paul. Moto Nice. Oh yeah, hey, there we go. Next size. There we go. <laughs> what is that the, for the for the page web page? Uh, Facebook. Facebook. All right, yeah, I need everybody to go check that out too. Multiple nice. Shout out to Paulie Rhymes. Paulie Rhyme, the homie. You know what I mean, oh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, big, you know, big buzz were not like a surprising thing for us. I feel like the rest of the world caught on to that you know later. What? Man, let me I tell you something. Go, oh, you, you no, go. no, no, no. Uh, all right, pardon me. Um, so twerking was always a thing, you know, growing up in our. With our with our Florida. culture and all that, so when twerking, with the Negroes, when yeah. twerking, twerking blew up, when was it like the mid or late two thousands? I don't know. Early, mainstream, yeah. mainstream white America, made, mainstream. Yeah. Uh, that was like two uh, thousands, like early. And they 2000s. were they were talking about it like it's this new thing, and I had to stop and think like, it, did something new happen that I didn't hear about? And then yeah. I saw what twerking was. I was like, this, this ain't nothing new. Yeah. Okay, Look, so we've been doing this. I say we, but you know, we no, used we to call it. I mean, we, we call it. We call doing it doing the butt. Yeah, we also <laughs> so the in the eighties, it was the butt mm -hmm. doing the butt. Uh, mm. That was twerking. <laughs> then before that, you had it in the juke joints. Yeah. Like twerking is not 
anything new, you can like trace the lineage of twerking <laughs> from right. like the seventies, sixties. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Back it's, in Motown, everything. When, when does the crossover happen? Does the crossover happen when when twerking transcends the black community and ends up in white strip clubs? That's is that everything. when it happens? That, yes, everything. Is that when it happens? That's where it That's actually the the flip happens. Can, I can't imagine a world where strippers are like. Dancing like they were in the fucking Ameri- cherry pie video. I've seen that though. Swinging like, their hair around, I've like you know that. what I mean. Before Fuck. twerking took off, Strip right? Because okay, man, like yeah. I shouldn't be saying this, man. I'm probably exposed my age, but like I was in strip clubs way before I was legal because you just pay a little extra. I'm just saying. So I, I went to a right. It was called the Pony, a white strip club in the mid south, and you were literally here. I go then on my own, like no rhythm. Yeah. They just like. Martha Graham interpretive right. dancing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. bro, this is not appealing to me at all. Right, I want to see right. booty cheeks clapping. Like, why, why are cheeks clapping? Yeah. It was not appealing to me. It was. I like can't imagine. I've never. Dance. I never went to a strip club where that was kind of the vibe. Man, don't. You know what I mean? I only seen it in movies. But you won't need more. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's it's really become like a like it. It's changed. Like to be a stripper, you must participate in this. Yes. You know, form of. Uh, Staple. It's yeah. prerequisite. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's like if you want to be a wide receiver, you got to run at least like a four or five. You want to be a stripper? Yeah. I need to see know? booty cheeks clapping. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting how the like the dynamic of beauty has changed. I remember before I went through puberty and before I knew what type of women I was kind of genetically wired to and like mm. want to to be with. I, I thought I was interested in like. Pamela Anderson and say. Cindy Crawford mm. and, and these super Electra. super models like you know flat asses, fake boobs. Uh, yeah, she look alright. You know what I mean? I used to like her too, but I went through puberty before J Lo J Lo J Lo blew up, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, Faunisha Faunisha got better cheeks than J Lo. You she, know what I mean? Faunisha and her twin sister Faunetta got better <laughs> cheeks than J-Lo. And it's like we had Spanish girls. Mm. And so it was like, for me, I was just like, oh, she got a pretty face and a pretty nice body. But I'm looking for something a little bit heavier. And, you know what I mean? Mm. You're you right. Know, yeah, so you're right. That's a good and, point. Pre-puberty, I was all uh, about the breast assist. Yeah. I mean, I, st- old I still am. I, I still know. am, I might, but I, I, might, I, I like the booty now, too. T- to be honest, I think living in Japan for so long, I might have <laughs> become a titty guy. You know what? Living in Japan, man, has made me... More of a slim booty guy, cause I used to be all about the booty cheeks, right? Like I mean, papa, I need that. But now I'm like, you I mean, know what? The South, them I mean, little shit. petite booty cheeks, I like yeah, those. The, the shape is more yeah, important than the size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. the little petite sure. booty is nice. Sure. You're on that grown man shit. What you like call it. like? I mean, like, what is the difference between an experimental ass and an abstract? Ass? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is it all hip hop? <laughs> like, where, where is it? It's like uh, I, I like the the variety of it. You I know, but, you but I think yeah. But, uh, but the thing is, the thing I think Japan is just kind of like when you see like a nice butt, you're like, oh, that's a nice butt. But it's so rare that you see like a really crazy one that you're like, whoa. But you know, walking around, Something special about yeah. it. It talks yeah. to you. I don't know. Also, Hitomi Tanaka, I just be like, wow, those are monstrosities. Man, like, they I don't just even yeah, keep growing. Tommy, who's that? Ah, uh, you don't. She's need a. Save yourself, man. Just go to like go to, go to Pornhub. I mean, you just go anywhere. See, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But she got, she got some big old hangers. No, they're actually like monstrosities. There's like, they're like way too big for her petite size. And yeah. I, I don't know.
I don't know. Uh, I'm, 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 I, I like the entire spectrum yeah. of the female form. What? That's, uh, I mean, there are limits. You know, I got, I got, I got some hard well, lines. I got well, some hard it, lines. It's, a, it's right? the same. It's the same as L. Spade was saying earlier. I don't know if we recorded, but like skinny fat is the worst yeah, form the worst because fat. he doesn't, oh, he doesn't oh, include, God. he doesn't include mm. obese. So my spectrum works the same way. Yeah, like okay. the entire thing is good, <laughs> but you reach the point where it's like this is yeah. not even considered uh, feminine to me anymore. Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. this becomes like an entirely different. Thanks. Oh, I'm just playing your beats now too. Man, I appreciate that. This is one of my favorite. This is actually, I think, off that album. This yeah, is my this is uh, called BGM yeah. Background Music. Because I was actually like, man, this needs to be in a video game. Which actually is Let's this talk beat about that. is in the uh, Benza RPG game. Talk oh, about for real? that. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. I ain't even played through it yet. So you should. You haven't got to that yet. Can yeah. you yeah. can you tell me about that? How that came about? What that is? Uh, the Benza RPG, or mm-hmm. just me making beats? I mean, in the Benza RPG. Okay, so. My great friend Alex Hunter and I, we're in the same circle of acting friends, right? And the circle's so small that people talk about each other. So one of the main guys is Chris and Kyle. Kyle's my friend. Alex is my friend. He's a main guy. But Chris has always heard about me, but, you know, never said anything. Of course, these guys have been talking about me. I'm presuming because he knew about me. So it was one of those. It was crazy, though, because I just had lost a $9,000 beat contract, right? It, yo, it hurt. It hurt. I was like, man, damn it. I had lost that, and I was feeling like, man, I don't know what to do. You and should try to find that. Man. Like, I mean, he's like, right. you don't just lose. <laughs> like, did you, did you, did you, did you look you, under the right. table? Did you go to the Koban? Maybe uh, somebody turned it in. Uh, it, 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 man, this was like slap dead in the middle of COVID. This was like August. I had got the contract before, like around June, and that was like, gonna be my nest egg for the rest of the year i'm like you mean january no june oh the year before no no this june because covid hit in may right but i still had i got the contract in june and it was all travel based right so i'm not gonna say the company but it was all travel based and it was like look so you can do all the production for all our youtube channels and stuff like that and it's a nine thousand dollar gig so i'm like yeah i can do it and i was banking on that but inside my head i was like this is travel based don't Mm. don't depend on it (laughs) And sure enough, in August, yeah, man, because nobody's traveling uh, to Japan, we're going to have to go uh, ahead and kill this job. And it hurt. But in the midst of that, Chris called me. He was like, look, um, hey, can you remix some songs? I'm like, of course I can do that. DJ L. Spade, of course I can remix songs. Bitch! <laughs> in my head, I did. <laughs> in my head, but I was polite. I was like, yo, so what do you need? And he was like, I will, uh, you know, pay you if you mix some songs. It was nine thousand dollars, but uh, <laughs> he's like, he I ain't got that budget. So yeah. that's how I got hooked up. That he listened to my remixes. They loved them so much. It was like, look, will you add some more tracks to it? And I'm like, man, of course I can. Like, you my people's peoples. Mm. So of course I'm gonna mess with you. That like, that's the connection. Mm. So uh, you know, I went above and beyond on that. And now you know, me and Chris are friends now. And that was great to be a part of that project. That's dope, man. Yeah. I mean, the Benza is really growing and blowing up. It is. Congratulations to you. Thank yo. you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, man. Things have been going good, man. Um, again, we were talking about the Benza RPG, which is a smartphone-based RPG. We just released it for Android. It's already done Ben out for iOS, and it's also available for a PC download. So if you like old-school Super Nintendo-era RPGs, mm. check it out. I got a character in it. My name's David in the, in the game. I'm a powerhouse. I'm a beast. DJ L Spade got the beats. I'm, I'm also a character in there too. Yeah, I'm in the he's, library. He's got some sprites. Yeah, I'm in the library. What does your sprite <laughs> look like? Uh, what's his name? Hag- Hagger from Final Fight. This <laughs> <laughs> biggest shit with some suspenders nah, they, on they, and dress they, pants. They, um, it, it 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 has dreads. 
Hey. Mm. Right? They had to search high and low to find some some dread sprites, but they got them. Um, shit, I, I have to show you a picture later. But it, it roughly looks like I me. Mean, we have we have we have original art in the game, so each character has a hand drawn version of themselves. Mm. So mine is kind of like me giving my you know. I'll look. fuck you up, look. I'll fuck you up. Because that's what I'm getting the vibes right now. Right, you look right, at me. Right. <laughs> All right, I get it. Yeah, mad aggressive yeah. son. Why are you right? <laughs> so mad aggressive, right? But yeah, my character, he's uh he's a heavy hitter. Mm. He's the most powerful in the game. He's got high HP. Basically, you need him on your team if you really want to fuck shit up. That's all I'm saying. Right? Everybody needs somebody that got high HP. Exactly. And high attack. So if you're trying to you got a four-person team, you better have me as one of them. That's all I'm saying. I like this. I'm gonna have to look into this. Check it out, man. That's dope. That's really dope. But yeah, I I didn't know that you also made beats, and I didn't even look for you on uh, Spotify before we got started. So I'm glad that you hit me to that. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna check out your joint. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, I greatly appreciate. I am a producer, not a beat maker, though. Like Mm -hmm. I had to always make that distinction. Like uh, beat makers and producers are are two different things. Uh, And for for the record, yeah, explain that. Oh, so a beat maker is just a guy who makes a beat, like. You know, you give him an NPC, take a sample, he can make a beat, which no shade against that. A producer is somebody who can construct a song and make the whole vision come to life, right? So what I do is, if you come to me, and yo, Spade, I need a song, all right? I'm going to make the beat, right? And then I'm going to say, yo, here's my advice. This is what the hook should be. This is where the verses should go, Right? Then I'm gonna listen to your verse after it's done and be like, okay, well, this doesn't fit here. Like maybe I need to take the snare out and change this up. It's not like a beat maker, once they make the beat, it's finished. They're done. I don't do that. Like, cause each song has a life of its own. So when you drop the bars on my beat, I can go back and be like, okay, you know what? That snare is not fitting here. Let me go ahead and torch your snare. Or, you know, I need a drop here. Or maybe I can take your verse right here and chop it up some more and put more life into the song that's a producer you know what i'm saying like people always knock dre well he didn't make the beat he just changed the snare nah dog like people like isaac hayes and quincy jones they didn't play all the instruments but they're producers because they composed everything they put it together it's like finding the pieces and making the song work because necessary because you got a beat doesn't mean the song's gonna work like it's a song that we just did like the um sunshine song with ariel that oh, was yeah, a missing yeah, yeah, piece, yeah. right? So it's like, you listen to it like, okay, you're right. This is missing some vocals. That's production, right? Hey, yeah, right, right there. So I made the beat, right? See, the beat else made, made it, that flow and cadence, I was like, hey, man, this is a suggestion. Maybe you should come like this. Like, maybe you should go like this. Like, it's just a suggestion. You don't have to do it, but that's the vision I have now, right? And uh, after I did that, I actually stripped some sounds after he dropped this from Like, you know what? Only thing I need here is the bass for the impact, not, like, extra sounds. So that's production, right? You know? And thank God I can mix everything myself now, so now I can have more control over it. <laughs> yeah. This is dope. Oh, thank you, man. This, this is your latest work? Yeah, this oh. is on uh, Faker, Faker News. News. Now we're more pulp. More pulp. Now we're more pulp. Yeah. Pulp is important, man. I never buy that orange. That's the fiber, no pulp, man. That's, that's, the you know I mean? that's why it's called more pulp, because it's more essence and more energy in there. You're getting extra. Because I made an album called Fake News, because, as we know, during this political climate... Uh, fake news was just a blanket statement for something you disagree with. Like it could be real, but it was dismissing it. 
So like fake news really was like, it's real, but fake news, dismiss it. So I made that album and like three years ago. And I was actually working on a new album, uh, El Spadia 2. But the songs were coming out political like this. Like all the songs, I'm like, okay, I don't want just a political album for my main album. But then it was getting close to election season. I'm like, you know what? Let me just put this one out and just call it Faker News with more pulp because it was definitely a, a wider spectrum of uh, topics. It wasn't just focused on Trump. Mm. And I didn't want that. I never wanted... The first album was focused on Trump because it was a jarring really? thing. Oh, that's that's what I think I saw that cover. Oh yeah, yeah me, it's like me. an orange with yeah, the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah that's I saw that on somewhere on Facebook. Somewhere. Oh man, thank you, Reach, man, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yo, the <laughs> Photoshop work on this cover is pretty crazy too. How you put the the lips on an orange? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it looked it looked real wild. Yeah, it looked dope. real crazy. Yeah, man, like I said, cheap man, being cheap. So <laughs> you, you find ways. We call that we call that ingenuity. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yo, your name, are you a black spade? Were you okay. a black spade? So that's the thing, right? Uh, L spade. We all know spade is a racial term, right? Right. right. Spade means black. For people don't know. Like the whole term call a spade a spade, hmm. that was a racist comment. People don't know that. Like, call a spade a spade. Yeah. So, yeah, it stems from that. Plus, I like playing the game. Okay. Game spade. Now, the L, uh, people always ask me, what the L stand for? Lawrence? You Lawrence Spade? Nah. Um, <laughs> The L stands for Lord Spade, right? Um, I cut it down for L for various reasons in my past. Can't talk about. But um, I call myself Lord Spade because it was an influx of people calling themselves Spade in my area. So I'm like, you know what? I'll be the, the god of all of them. I'm Lord Spade now. Mm. And I shut it down to L because where I'm from in my neighborhood, calling yourself Lord wasn't acceptable. Vice mm. Lords out there? Yeah, man. What else? That's why I was asking if you were a black spade, too, because that's like one of those yeah. games be rocking out there, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, my area uh, is GDs and Vice Lords when I was yeah. growing up. Now it's a predominantly blood area, but. I without, mean, Lil Wayne's popular, dog. Plus, Red look good. You see right here, uh, Lex blood right now. Cause no affiliation. This is the first time I've ever seen Cliff without all red on, actually. True story. He cripping today. I didn't wear yeah. blue until I was like 25. Oh, true no. story. I mean, no, not blue, but red. I'm sorry. Well, I, mean, I didn't wear red till I was 25. Like, same thing. Same thing for us in in my neighborhoods. Growing up in Southern California, it's like you really couldn't. You couldn't even wear Raiders gear. Right. You know what I mean, so. Right. Well, yeah. well, man, this is this is really dope. I, I I don't know if we should get like more music shares and shit on what like uh I guess we we kind of been rocking for a minute. Is there anything else that we want to talk about? Any music in particular? I, I was gonna ask. Like uh, we we were going to talk about the hypothetical of Kanye winning the election. Yeah. We we talked about a lot of politics, but we didn't really talk about the election results. Oh. Do we need to talk about that? You, you know, before I do that, can I actually give my Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Oh, and I don't shit. Even oh, my yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even yeah. want to give that. I just want to give like my favorite rapper who I think should be in the goat category, uh -oh. and I just give uh -oh. one. Who is it? Royce Five Nine. Agreed. Like literally, he's my favorite rapper. Uh, I, I think he's that. the greatest rapper ever. The way the man streams together punchlines and the delivery is awesome. So, you know, his new album is great. His oh last man. album, The Book of Ryan, is so the allegory is dope. That song, Cocaine, is just like that one song, of my favorite it, songs. It hits you, man. Because like, if you grew up during that time, you you get it. You you get it. So yeah, it's very emotional. Yeah. And actually, going back to Eminem, Royce says that M helped him twist his words together and kind of change the phrasing a bit. You know, you talk about impact. Well, that iron reach. is going to sharpen iron in, in right, those studio right, sessions, right. man. Yeah. When they're together, man, that uh, bad meets evil shit. Royce is really dope, man. I, got, I say like one of the things that pushes me away from his music is some of just like 
like he still drops the f bomb, the negative <laughs> f bomb. Yeah. Sometimes it gets a little bit too hotepy for me at times, mm. but but his last album is really good. It, it, actually, I think Royce is in his prime right now. Yes, I think his yes. best his best album is his newest album. The the, what's album. coming out with the book? When I heard the book of Ryan, Ryan, I was like, oh, he or maybe even off of um. What what is the name of his uh, mixtape series? The um, uh, bar, yeah, bar, bar exams. exams. Oh, yeah. After, after about bar exam three, I was like, wow, this is the best I've ever heard, Royce. And then Book of Ryan came out. I was like, this is the best I ever heard, Royce. And then uh, allegory, the allegory came out. I was like, this is the best I've ever yeah. heard, Royce. So yeah. I really think he's settled into his prime right now as one mm -hmm. of the fucking best yeah, out. Totally but like, oh my god, this joint. Only thing I saw was a cocaine. Yes. I think you know you know like this first verse too because you know he's he's rapping from the perspective of his childhood. Mm -hmm. The the approach that he has to the bars is like almost immature, mm. like short, quick sentences that are like. Very thoughtful, man. Like one of the things I like about Royce is that there's almost no filler bars. It's every mm. line is deliberate, like it would be if it was like a poet. Which a lot of MCs aren't like that. Like even Method Man has like throwaway bars, and there, it, it, it usually comes from MCs that are poets. Like G Amazawa is like that too. Every bar is a deliberate thing to be said, and not really something that is like. Here's a throwaway. And yeah. I like Royce for that. And he's a reformed alcoholic, too. Mm. You want to talk about developing and living, you know. Yeah. I mean, I got Growing. doper. I got doper when I stopped, uh, when I stopped drinking, too. <laughs> so I feel it. Yeah. Oh, this song is hard. This is my favorite song off the album, I think. I fell in love with this Yeah. But, but yeah, that's a, that's a good choice. I'd also throw Black Thought up there too i like that he's getting respect these days finally for the last like five years he's a sleeper years, he's, getting, he's, he's getting a respect. he's getting respect now that he's, he's starting to get great yeah, it's like mf doom steps. right like people who know about mf doom know about him but like you're not gonna find a lot of people who know right because right, right. we honest i didn't know about mf doom for the longest i'm like oh dude cold <laughs> yeah. I, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I was i was there when doom was emerging i remember when operation doomsday came out and we we're like wow this is surprisingly doper and then it just kept on getting doper and then mad villain came out and we're like what the fuck is this mm -hmm. but but yeah like well for me like uh black thought is one of my favorite mcs of all time he's mm -hmm. been in my top seven since high school probably in and out of the top five but but i like that he's starting to get respect he's always had respect but he's starting to get like a mainstream noticeable yeah. right. respect and people right. you know the greatest mcs are mentioning him more now instead of being an afterthought yeah so Afterthought, yeah. I like yeah, he. Uh, you see where I, you yep, know what I mean? Yep. I think that freestyle, that ten minute freestyle he did a couple years back on the really was it a was it Funk Flex show? Yeah, I think uh, that, no, that did a lot. No, it was uh, the Wake Up show. No, 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 it no, was no. Funk Flex. Funk, okay. yeah, oh, Funk the Wake Up Flex. show joint is the one he was with Method Man. Right, 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 right. He, I mean, both of Meth is actually fucking in his prime right now too. Yeah, yeah. that is too crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I love slap the shit out of you. This is classic, man. man this is Red awesome. man, yeah, yeah the slap the shit out of you. Yeah, song. man, that's, the video, that's the song is better with the video, and shit. Yes. especially yes. at the yes. end yes. where he's doing the straight arm <laughs> slaps for the police officers. Uh, I really support that. 100. <laughs> but uh, Busta just dropped some new shit. He did. New, I, haven't, I haven't heard it yet. It's, How is it's so? I haven't heard the whole album, but I've heard some some heat from it. Uh, he did a song with Kendrick, which was my song for the day, actually. How do you rank? Because me personally, right? When, when like I'm when I'm yeah. listening to albums, I gotta let it breathe for a little bit. Yeah, like, right, I, right. I, I'll listen one time, then sit it down, then go back and listen to it again to actually get a a good, honest opinion. Because that first impact mm -hmm. can be lying. It can be uh, deceitful. Right, 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 right. <laughs> This is off of uh, the new Bus album. Yeah. 
was it? Uh, Extinction? What's it? Called? Extinction level event PLE. two. Yeah. It's a good album. It's a it's a great album by an elder statesman, and it might be top three albums for Busta, in my opinion. He doesn't have a very strong catalog, in my you opinion. You know, I was thinking about that too. Yeah. I I, I really Does like. He not? But he got hits though. Man. He got, he he got hits. hits. He got yeah. hits. But um, like the coming is not a flawless album. Um, what is the second joint? Uh, the Disaster Strikes, not a flawless album. He doesn't have like that seminal classic album like even Redman has or Nas has. It, they're good albums. This goes People back call to them what classics. You said earlier, though, man, what's the construct? How you? How do you gauge a classic album, hip hop album? No skips. Timeless. Ooh. And that's hard, man. No and, skips. And a lot of timeless. I mean, that's why that. there's only a few. Right. You know what right. I mean? Okay. What if is it was a classic easy to album? Attain, then I mean. Uh, only built for Cuban links. Uh, yep. Raekwon, um ah. Illmatic. Okay. Or one of Doggy the early Wu albums. Doggy yeah. style. Doggy style. Doggy style. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the chronic. Clip the, part, don't like, yeah. don't, I mean, that's it. Style. That's it. <laughs> like I was in, I was in what maybe sixth, seventh grade, and I knew that whole album front mm-hmm. to back, every lyric. Yeah. See, I would say the Marshall Mathers two LP. You still rock with those skits? Trash. I, I kind of like the Paul Rosenberg skits, man. I like them just, man. Mm. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I, I like I them. I mean, if Eminem does have a classic album, that would be the That's choice. The that would be the That's choice. The it's it's funny you brought that up, right? Because I got a lot of rappers I like, but that Doggy Style album. <laughs> like honestly, yeah. uh, if I think about like me when I was younger and the impact. Album had on me, it would that would probably would be it. Like I knew like every rhyme, every song. It's a it's a it's every a skit. almost perfect album. Yeah, every yeah. it's the West Coast Illmatic. It's yeah, the debut word. album that fucking just like that's kind of true. It's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. a good. That was a debut album, you're right? Yeah. And I and I, I I never I never thought about it until just now. Like really, it, it really is crazy. Yeah. I saw you perk up, man. Doggy the man, put the fist in the air. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. you gotta do that. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 really an incredible. I never thought about. It. I was like, oh shit, right. you're right. Yeah, you got outcast too. See, that's what I was leaning like. Okay, Aquemini or Stank On You? Aquemini, easy Aquemini. for me. Oh, see, I, see, this is where I disagree, man. I believe Stank On You was a better album than Aquemini. I'd have to listen to him, but just off top, I, I feel like Aquemini I, was more uh, impactful. I think both of those, I mean, I think yeah. AT Aliens, AT Aliens, Aquemini, and Stankonia is like one of those three Sets, album runs yeah. that is almost unstoppable against any put it up against any other catalog that's true you know what I mean but personally I just I'm gonna go back to Spodiody Dopalicious everybody <laughs> I'm gonna like, go back to Chonky Fire it's him and I Equipment. I'm in the minority I'll say that when I always ask people what's the best outcast album they always go to Equipment and I'm the, like the only person but I'm not gonna argue. I wouldn't argue with Stankonia. Rank the catalog. Rank the catalog up until rank those four albums. Those first four albums. Let's get everybody. Was it AT Aliens? It's Southern Playalistic, AT Aliens, Equemini, Stankonia. Because nobody listens to the fucking Love Below Speakerbox. I mean, they do. I don't count that as an Outcast album. Those are solo albums coupled together. But what's the other one? The the Hollywood divorce song. Idlewild, we don't count. I, 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 I would please don't. No, thank y'all. Like, please don't yeah, count yeah, Idlewild. Yeah. Nobody want to talk about that. Yeah. Even though that's got the verse where I was like, oh, I do like Little Wayne. <laughs> he did. Well, yeah. yeah. That song that uh, was Hollywood Prime Divorce. Wayne, I was like, though, yeah. wow. I was like, he's more insightful than I thought. Well, you talk about rappers who had a run. Like Wayne had a big run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why people discuss him as being one of the goats. 
There's mm-hmm. a reason. As a lyricist from the South, yes. even like he's he's one of those cats. Like even though I don't like his music that much, you got to put him up there with Eminem in terms of being the a word wordsmith. The his word his new impeccable. verse off of that Benny album is oh, one of my fucking yes. crazy. Oh, the one with him and Big Sean. Oh my yeah, God, he's still a show. Yeah, I was just about to say Benny even yeah, got but, better. No, no, no. Well, not not that, but. Benny, y'all just y'all was talking about how uh, Rain Wayne had a run, but Benny got a track. I don't know if it's on his album, but he said, "I came to murk everything, just like 07 Wayne." Yeah, you know what I mean. So he he was he was giving him his props. You know what I'm uh, so ranking the uh, Outkast albums, right? From starting from four, four would be man. That, damn, that's hard one though, cause I, man, damn. Southern playlist. I want to say that. Southern playlist. I want to say that though. Yeah, Southern playlist would be four. Number three. Uh, Stankonia for me. I gotta look at a track list, man. Stankonia for Stankonia's me. Stankonia's gonna be one for me. Three for me. And Equimini would be two. Which puts just, AT aliens. Yeah, it makes three AT aliens. It's gonna have to be for me. Yeah, mine would go uh, number one. Equimini, number two, AT Aliens, three, Stankonia, four, uh, Southern Playlist. Okay, so we agree on the fourth one. Yeah. Right. I agree I'm, on the fourth I'm going to keep it 100, too. and I, I don't know. I haven't listened to Outkast. Those like are great that. albums, man. Yeah, like, I, I you know, you know, AT Aliens, it was one of the first albums that I was like, oh, you could just do poetry on a rap album? Right. Because they got that whole, that whole mainstream po- uh, spoken word joint. Mm-hmm. I was like, not only is this, like, straight poetry, but it is fucking insightful as shit. And I must have been 12 years old at the time or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, yo, like, these cats are smart. Right. These cats are smart as hell. But, you know, the whole Dungeon family was really into um, pro-black Afrocentrism, right. 5% theology. Mm-hmm. And there were also freaking styles like Freestyle Fellowship right. on the West Coast. The Dungeon fam is is a real outlier to um, the conventional Southern style as people mm-hmm. consider it these days. But I think yeah. I was telling you that a recent interview Buster was he was talking about that. That the influence mm-hmm. of uh what's the what's the cat name? The studio in Atlanta I was telling you about. Uh, uh organized noise? Ah, uh, I forgot his nah, but he, he, I mentioned, too, he, he yeah. mentioned the dungeon Dungeon family. I just clean up and trying to get dirty with you. I got niggas on my team, they ain't trying to swap jerseys with you. I ah, so hard. Watching movies with a bitch that wouldn't watch a commercial with you. Oh. Yeah, I, it's it's a it's a shame he's such a fucking bozo though. Yeah. yeah. Well, would we really yeah. have Wayne without the bozo? Well, that's the thing. It's like it's they're like, you know. It's you part of the, the Wayne mystique. Right. The clown. Same with Kanye. He's crazy, but also. Okay. You know, okay. It no, also produced no, some some, some mm, classic shit. Yeah. Kanye had a good seven year run, right? Like the music now is really got. It was me. only seven years. You yeah, sure. You got seven year run, <laughs> yeah. but like the music now is objectively garbage. And I'll say Whoa. that. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. Let me say it. Why? I'm tell you why. For, objectively, for me, first man, it sounds unpolished. And you undone. mean subjectively for you? No, objectively. Like anybody, if you listen to old Kanye West and new Kanye West, dude, the beats don't even sound finished and complete. They they sound mm-hmm. like. A scattered version of like 
what it used to be. It's like somebody's reaching you to try to. Wait, you saying the new shit sounds? Yes. Kind of, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it's mm. not. He's lost something. It, it's not there, bro. Yeah, it, he's it's lost like something. old Kanye genius. Like, I love mm. it. I will stand on that to this day. But the new stuff, I'm to like, this bro. Day. It's, to this day. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like the new stuff, man, it's just half assed. It's not done. Mm. It's not completed. It's not polished. And maybe I sound like a little bit of a hater in that, but it's just not there. For I will me. say, I think, I I, I, I think Kanye would call that high art. <laughs> yeah. That's nothing. I hate that. Like, when people try to hide behind that, yeah. you know, like when something's effed up, it's a Basquiat. No, it's not, man. Like, dude, <laughs> you didn't have a thought process when you did this. It's just garbage, dog. Yeah. You're trying to hide behind a super intellectual. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know what? Yeah. Kanye's you know, in his uh, Jackson Pollock phase. You're yeah. just. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not everything new is bad. But I think the consistency of good songs is higher with the older stuff. But even with his recent stuff, there's, you know, a little little gem here and there. I mean, there's hints of the genius. It's not I've never really been, like, a Kanye super fan or anything. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you 10 songs. Like, I, I probably couldn't tell you, like, 20 songs of his, to be I honest with you. And if, I, and if I do, yeah. if, 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 it was, if, it, if it was, like, um, you know, it's going to be, like, his production for Jay, it's going to be his production mm. for Common, it's going to be his production for yeah. you know other artists and Definitely stuff, production which I which I can pr- appreciate. Shame. I just don't really care for him as a person or as I don't a either. musician. But you know that yeah. goes to separating the artist from the art, right? Sometimes you can do it, sometimes you can't. And if, if you can't yeah. do it, I'm good because I can't do it with R. Kelly. Like I can't separate the music from the man. Right, right, right. I now, can't with that. I yeah. can because I can't remove the impact from my childhood. Like, that's just a part of me. Like, I, uh, I can try all day and all night, but the impact is still going to be there. I'm not mad at that, man. Like, yeah. I, I can deal with that. Like, James Brown did terrible things to women. I love his music. Yeah. Uh, I just Miles don't Davis. think about James Brown. <laughs> you <laughs> you should not. Yeah, I, like, or Miles. I just block yeah. it all out. Like, it wasn't on social media. I didn't see that. My, Miles on Davis. Twitter. Terrible things. Well, here's, the thing. here's the thing. How many artists would pass a purity test? That's why I don't give them. Because you're exactly. Right, human. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I'm just saying, for There's me personally... R. Kelly, though, it's just, yeah. I saw it, right? you know, and I remember seeing it. I never it. saw the video. Well, here's the thing, right? I didn't want to see it. I came in uh, to the frat house because uh, I just got out the yard. I came in there. Remember Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated? Just want to throw that out there. Uh, but I came in, and the fraternity was watching. And I'm like, what are we watching? Yeah. Oh, God, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, dog, well, no. It's also very well, degrees also of the age. shit. That's, you know? you could, I don't, I'm not afraid about peeing on yeah. a woman if she's of age and a willing participant. It's the whole. You're right. It's the dynamic of you yeah. taking advantage of somebody who has no naive, power. Right. I mean, yeah. It, 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 there's varying degrees of right. the gross shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bill Cosby did a lot of gross shit. Just Louis C.K. Nasty shit. He, yeah. He, I mean, okay. Like, it's kind of weird. I never rock with Bill <laughs> like, Cosby anyway, man. Like right, Bill right. Cosby and the whole pull your pants up. Like yeah. That like was, Black Panther. Like, I come ne- on, man. I, dude, I've never rocked with Bill Cosby, and. Bill Cosby was something that like white folks used to throw at me, and the thing right, people don't know. Old it's like Bill original Cos- respectability yes. politics bullshit. And, but he used to be a nasty comedian too. Like listen to Bill Cosby's original stuff. No, I'm Dude good. was <laughs> he was dirty, nasty, cussing and saying a lot of stuff. Right? Was he? Yes. I didn't know that. And that's the the hypocritical thing. Like once you make it, now you're gonna tell all us young people, pull your parents up. Like the thing right, I don't know why that's lie, and more than one thing can be true, but I never understood the. Well, see, sagging came from the prison introductory system because guys put their pants down to let you know. Nah, dog, that never was a thing, ever. And it's just one of those lies and rumors. Yeah. That you got. I, did, I didn't do the knowledge on that. I didn't go back and, you know I mean, get yeah. the dialectical I, I, I reading of it. Didn't the material do the reading. Dog, like, yeah, I, didn't, here's I, the thing, I don't I just live, rock with it. 
I don't live by prison life, right? Mm. I don't. Like, so you can tell me in prison, sagging your pants means like, hey, you're willing to have sex with a man. You can tell me that. Maybe it is. I don't know. You know why? Because I'm not in prison. I don't live by them damn standards. Mm. So, like, why are you trying to put that on me? Mm. Only thing I know is my clothes was big because I had hand-me-downs and them hoes sagged. That's my whole understanding of sagging clothes, bro. All mm. I know is that I was sagging my pants because everybody else was doing it. That I thought too. it looked cool. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Shit. What do you think? I wasn't trying to get... Just like when Chris Cross put their pants on backwards, I did the same thing. I was, yeah, I, I, that missed me by. I was too young to... Okay. I was Worry around for that, fashion. but I just never I just never did it and shit. I, I was trying to just... I tried like it once. Cliff, I had mad facts. I ain't gonna leave you hang. I did it too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these, these are the hang. things you do. That's actually a great Halloween duo costume. Yeah. Actually, you know yeah. Y'all could do that yeah. too. You light enough to be Daddy Mac or Mac Daddy. One of those <laughs> you wanted it. You know what I mean? was it? You could do it. Big Daddy. What? what? Oh, big. Oh, yeah, I see you did there. To big. Yeah. To, yeah. to big. Yeah. To biggie back off of that. <laughs> to biggie back <laughs> off of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the things, I did, the I think things I we did before, before we had. Oh, you got your joint? joint? Yeah. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That shit. Plug, plug it in. Plug it in. I, Let, yo, I was thinking about this on the way here. My new joint, Android. They don't got it. Okay. What you trying to play then? Um, Boldy James, Price of Tea, Snort. That's the one with the one with Freddie Gibbs. That's oh, my wait, joint. Android? Android did that bullshit too? Yeah, with they did that. Is it the same kind of thing as the Apple or they got their own little It's Bluetooth? Same, oh, okay. same thing. Alright, well at least at least that exists. It's my shit, right? Y'all here. fuck with Boldy? That beat I hard, don't know, man. but I like the beat. Yeah, the beat hard. That's Alchemist. Alchemist. Yeah, Fucking that Alchemist. And Freddie Gibbs killed this. Top five all time for me. Alchemist is crazy. A beat maker? I love Alchemist. Since I was a youngster. He got joints with Evidence, Casual Hieroglyphics Crew, Rest in Peace Prodigy. Speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, by the time this episode comes out, the day after is going to be the 20th anniversary of HNIC. Rest in Peace to Prodigy. Yeah, skip it. Deal with it. Yeah, that beat is retarded. I, mean, I think I probably listened to this song like 50 times in the last week. You know, something I I struggle with as a producer, right, is what makes a good beat, bro? Like, this beat is, we listen to this beat, like, yeah, it's like. Now, 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 now I guess piggybacking off of you, right? <laughs> piggybacking. That's piggybacking. That's piggybacking off these bitches. It's in the ether now. It's not like some blood shit. Piggybacking off these bitches. <laughs> Blood. Now with me, I'm I'm not like musical, and I'm not a producer. I'm not a beat maker. It's just a feeling, right? Yeah. So right. Th- that's what it is with this. When I heard this, it was just like instant, like ooh. Okay, not to get too sensitive, but what are you feeling when you hear this beat? <laughs> now, 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 like maybe, he about now to go maybe, kill maybe, somebody and sell drugs? I don't know. <laughs> I might. Might, but maybe you can break it down for me and tell me what I'm feeling. But I don't. It's just a feeling for me. Oh my I, I can't break it down what you're feeling, but maybe this is because this is the. I think maybe this is the universal feeling. When I hear this beat, mm-hmm. like listen to that. It grabs you, man. It's like yeah. It says, listen. It, it builds like an anticipation right. for something to happen that it doesn't really ever come. See, he explained how both of us feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it grabs the beat. For some reason, just grabs me and it draws me in. It's not like a crunk beat, but this emotional feeling is like it hits me. Doom, doom. Right. The emphasis on the accents. Yeah. And the drags of the snare. You hear the yeah. snare drags? Little things. See, now I, I can't explain that, but you did. So. Oh, it, it's, it's just, just a the little things, man. Like, it's just a feeling. Go make a beat like this tonight. 
That was my joint. That's a good album. Yeah, word. Thanks for putting me on there, though. I might go back on. Seriously, I'm that Bodie James to album got so many joints on. Bodie James. Bodie James, man. The joint with him and Benny is tough too. Well, that that's tough too. Surf and turf. Well, we at with. What you think about this beat? Black word. It kind of has the same feel. Like I said, I like the dragon snares. Detroit, drugs on the port, plug with the source, gun in my shorts. See, I play drums, right? And um, like the. I actually think that drums are one of the weaker aspects of uh of Alchemist's Alchemist. production. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things too, though. It's like um, you know, people talk about Dilla. And a, a producer will listen to me like, I don't understand what's special about this. But to some people, that, that's what soul music is. There is an intangible feeling that speaks to certain people that touches you, you know what I mean, like in your soul. And I get that from Dilla's beats. And uh, a producer that uses his techniques of micro chopping and having the drums slightly off, it's not the same. Because there was a, a, a kind of metaphysical something special about Dilla's soul that he puts into it that is just there and when it comes to Alchemist like he make dope beats but it's a little bit unlike Madlib there's like a there's something there in Madlib's beats there's something there in Dilla's beats that speak to me in a different way mm. and maybe it's their connection with certain genres of music that Alchemist is just not rocking with maybe it's pulling those gospel samples those soul those funk samples that speak to Things that I was hearing in the background of my parents' house when I was a kid. Certain, you know what I mean? Things that I was eating with the collars was a, as a kid. So, yeah, man. Well, undeniably, man, I think the East Coast, when you look at, like, beat production all over the United States, in my opinion, the East Coast's weakest part has always been drums. Like, but when it comes to samples... Man, East Coast folks can chop the hell out of a sample, bro. Like, they'll make a sample something new, exciting, and different that you never thought it could be. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. Like, I I listen to some of these East Coast uh, track makers, producers, their beats, man. I'm like, bro, y'all are geniuses on that damn NPC or machine. Mm. (laughs) Guys are geniuses. You know, there's a there's a real reason why like music theorists and people who study music and jazz musicians and people who are super intimately knowledgeable about chord progression shit. There's a reason why they listen to Dilla and they they find it fascinating because there's a real musical theory that is emerging in his music that wasn't really present in other people's shit. In Mm. fact, in fact, 20 another PSA 25 year anniversary of the far side lab cabin California album which has Dilla on it let me can I just do that yeah, real quick guys from that joint. okay I mean let me let me just do this far side you guys know about that album I do not man I'm, I'm actually you guys don't listen to far side See, man. I mean I know hey, I know a little man. bit about far side I mean you not... guys know passing me by guarantee yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, like yeah, here that was a classic. your mama yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Dilla and passing me by and drop oh hold on let me let me play drop because that's actually really my shit yeah I know drop yeah I know drop the video was like Spike Jones, and it's the reverse video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they yeah. learn their lyrics backwards so they can do the correct mouth That's movements. Crazy. crazy. Spike Jones is a brilliant guy, man. Yeah, 25 year anniversary, 20 year anniversary of Prodigy shit. 
random cuts are just impeccable. No, I miss that in hip hop music. Yeah, man. Like, where did that go? Serato. <laughs> you see, well, like, well, I mean, like, right? I mean, people still do it. Like, I mean, the new the new Westside Gun album has cuts on it and shit. But it, you know, pre- Premiere Primo always still does it. But mm. it's like a, it's a relic of an era. I can cut and I don't do it. <laughs> That's a sad thing. Sometimes it's dope, man. Sometimes it adds. Sometimes it's cliche. It's a balance there. That, that was the thing about me. I'm like, man. Turntablism wasn't a big thing in the South. So all of this kind of trap-inspired, um, snap music-inspired uh, dominance, hegemony of that sound in the mainstream is never going to have scratching on it because it's just not of that culture. I'm not going to lie. I was so happy when I learned how to scratch. It was like one of the happiest days of my DJ life. I feel like I was a real DJ when I learned how to scratch. You used to not be able to call yourself a DJ until you DJ had scratch. cutting skills. Yeah. Now it's just about... It's mainly about the mix now. Like, how sure. can you mix? But that's yeah. slowly diminishing, too. Now it's just push a button. You did well, it, guys. I mean, everybody... It's, it's like rap. You know, like, anybody could rap mm. back in the day. Everybody would freestyle. Anybody could rap. But, like, with... With DJing now, it's like all you gotta do is just go pick up a two hundred dollar controller and start playing music. Facts. And so, like, it's 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 changed the market. You know, it's drove prices down. And so. And then um, I don't know if you've seen DJ Jazzy Jeff has been doing like weekly live sets on YouTube. He's like the greatest of all time. Yeah, and he's 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 got the technology involved. Yeah. Like he's got his computer set up. He's got Serato. He's still, oh, yeah. he's, Serato. He he's still scratching yeah. and you know blending and all that stuff. Um, so I think there's definitely levels to it. Oh yeah, yeah I, mean, you know I mean he he's sure. he's considered one of the greatest DJs of all time. Yeah. And, and it's like people diminish him because of the relationship with Will Smith, but nah, he's I mean cold. he's he's the one that kind of created the transformer scratch like in yeah. in history he created that and also still to this day he's one of the best selectors yes. his summer mixes are always fire he's so precise and amongst the greatest yeah. he's still a tier above them Definitely there's cats top like five DJs yeah. Like, seriously, oh yeah oh yeah dude it's cold I, say. I mean he's dope as shit and 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 I don't like that he gets diminished for his relationship with Will because Will is also Will is dope, dope as fuck yeah. too yeah. people shit on my man's Will but he's Bruh, dope as fuck the man yeah. As a like, DJ or as a person, I like well, Will recently Smith. since yeah. the Jada stuff, he got a little bit of heat. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, not really, man. Like, dog, what if, dude, man, people try to, that, I mean, that that's was, their that was, business. Yeah. You know I didn't I mean? like that, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Will took a hit. I don't know about their business, no. bro. They can have throttles. I don't care. Well, you remember the rumors about Will smashing uh, Margot Robbie and shit? Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know the dynamics of their relationship. Yeah. And he ain't being cuckled if he don't give a shit about it. Facts. Right, If right, he co-signing right. on it, it's like, yeah. that's not getting cuckled, dog. You guys got this weird idea about the way the relationship is supposed work. to work yeah. out. Like, yeah. get out of here with yeah. that. Yeah, I've never been into, like, celebrity. The like, gossip. Right, right. Yeah, I've never been. Right, right. Like people talk to me sometimes. I was like, I, I don't hear about that. Yeah. Oh, Will Smith, fucking. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we. Yeah. Don't, I usually don't get into that type of stuff on a mega late show. Like e- even like, oh, Kanye got antics. Like, eh, but yo, I don't care what he had to say. Yeah. I don't care what Lil Wayne has to say about Trump. Like those are builds that <laughs> you know, I have. Thank you, man, for saying that. Because th- one thing we gotta stop doing is, man, we got scholars. We got people who actually study that, who can actually break down mm. to you what they believe. But they always go to rappers. And you have a right to have an opinion, <laughs> yes. right? You do. You have a right to have the opinion you have. But I'm not taking it with any, like, seriousness, bro. Right. Mm, well, that's, yeah. a, that's the thing for me. The the idea of the public intellectual is a weird fucking weird, thing to so me. Weird. A lot of these guys, like, like, look, 
what what is what is his name? Uh, Michael Eric Dyson, mm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Professor. All of a sudden, he's like the fucking hip hop whisperer for the intellectual community. But is like, he? Yo, like, yeah, exactly. Come on, like, come it, it's so fucking weird to me. I hate the idea of these public intellectuals. And if you really banking off of being a public intellectual, I'm looking at you mad suspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and I do the same thing for for uh, you know Cornell West when he starts tripping <laughs> like dog. Like you're an intellectual, but watch where you put in your voice yeah. at here. And also like. All of the academics and people that study this shit are not the ones that are fucking on MSNBC and mm. CNN and, and with again. Joanne Reed. Like, I again. don't need to hear Joanne Reed try to break down mm-hmm. why race is an issue in American politics. You're not an expert on that, period. You have an experience, mm-hmm. which is cool, but I don't need to give a fuck about what you say. Like, if you want information, there's books. Read fucking books. Educate yourself. Don't listen to Ja Rule. It's have fucking your crazy. Job. Like, seriously, have your own opinion before you go into an argument, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah. mind having my position challenged. I feel like you challenging my position makes my position stronger, and I should be able to back up whatever I think. But you can't go into an argument piggybacking off what you heard somebody else say, because mm-hmm. then you don't even have an opinion. You just... Echoing yeah. what you heard somebody well, most people's all I mean I don't know shit about a, a lot of this stuff that's why I don't be like well it's time for me to have a Facts. debate mm-hmm. with you about my uh, like my homie hit me up after years and was like yo you want to talk to me about politics I'm like nah it's like what are you reading right now <laughs> no, no I don't need to have this yeah. conversation with you oh they just want to see where I stand it's like I, does it matter like what does it matter to like where I stand and where you stand? Yeah, where like, I don't need to. I don't yeah. need to use you to build and sharpen me. Mm-hmm. I'm reading fucking books. Like what books yeah. are you reading? If you want to have a conversation where we can build off something, I don't. I'm not here to have like a debate mm-hmm. and try to get to a better place yeah. with both. I don't care about that shit. Yeah. That's why the com. That's why I suggested the name of our black podcast. This is not information because mm-hmm. ain't none of us on scholars on air. Right. Ain't none dudes. of us. We 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 people. And, and yeah. if, if, in the second that they start projecting like. Like we scholars, I'm out that, because I'm not about that. Yeah. I told people that yeah. on my podcast, right? Uh, common knowledge podcast. Oh, you can check that out too. Damn, oh, sorry. he got all <laughs> yeah. types of shit popping but on. Yeah. On my common knowledge podcast, I always say I'm just a dude. Yeah. Like, don't take what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Like, the difference between me and all these other uh, pundits pontificating is I'm honest about mine. <laughs> I'm honest. I'm a dude. Yeah. So yeah, I rock with yeah. that. I, I, okay. I had a few uh, invites to like be on podcasts to talk about BLM and I turned them down for, for that reason because I, I just I have an opinion like everybody else have an opinion but I don't feel like it's scholarly I don't feel like it's an opinion that's rooted in research and, and all that type right. of stuff so yeah. I, I, I just turned it down I'm like nah I, I mean, I'm I'm very familiar with the shit I read about, you know, I yeah. mean, critical mm-hmm. theory, but no, I don't, I don't need to talk to you about Black Lives Matter. What you're trying to get out of me is not what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, it, it's weird to me that everybody that has an opinion wants to project their opinion mm-hmm. and, and be get gratification from people being like, good opinion. Yeah. And so many people think that... Hit the like button. So many people think that reading tweets... <clears throat> Uh, enough mm. tweets in an article here or there or listening to other people talk about things will inform you. And I'm like, I hate to break it to you, but like things are a lot more dense than that. Yeah. Things are a lot more nuanced than that. And that's why I like the majority of people with opinions. I'll just be like, like, wow. It's like, okay. You can have it though. Okay. Man. That's your right to have the opinion. Like, like motherfuckers <laughs> really watch Joe Rogan and, and become informed oh, wow. off yeah. of shit like that. Motherfuckers really watch, listen to like quality or just somebody with a YouTube channel and just become informed off of that. And I'm just like, that's weird as fuck. Like, if you like talking about 
intersectionality so much. Are you reading academic literature about intersectionality? Because it is academic. It is created by academics to describe things academically. So what do you really know about it? No, mega, it that's too hard, mega. It's hard. Yeah. Read? Come on, I, bro. It I takes tell time. people, dog, like, read. How dare you, mega? That's Word. why I'm listening to the podcast. That's how I get yeah. my education. But I want so. all of y'all to come here, listen to me, and take my opinions as yours. And just start telling <laughs> other people that it's really dope. You know what I mean? It's all well, about Marxism, yeah, man. Marxism. You know what I mean? Oh, because my name is Mark. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Can yeah, I be Marxism? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. That's like a yeah. We all under the same umbrella. Facts. But um, shit. You said you were gonna play Buster. Let's just get out of here. We've been recording for a long. Oh, you already played Buster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no I, I appreciate. I appreciate horse. all y'all um, coming through and and. And I'll let the podcast run longer than usual this time because <laughs> because I was having a good time conversating with you all and people are just going to have to deal with having longer episodes. We used to do three, four-hour episodes. Word, yeah. Our Marley Mall episode was like three and a half hours and shit. I did a Marley Mall episode? Yeah, he was sitting right there. Church. And, yeah, that's yeah. The, and, that, and that's the only shit that you recorded, right? Yeah, yeah. The shit was really he like was six here for hours. Like, yeah, he was here like six, seven hours. Chilling. Yeah. yeah, that was a highlight of my, my fucking podcasting career. That guy created fucking sampling. Facts. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I really love and appreciate y'all coming through. Uh, I'm sure you guys will be back in the future. Let's go ahead and share some uh, social media information and get out of here. All right. Uh, once again, um, Tokyo Speaks. I'm the host and producer. Uh, Google us, man. Tokyo Speaks. Uh, we own all major streaming platforms. And I say us because um, I, just, I just like to use us rather than me. Because the podcast is not really about me. It's about a your, community. Your pronouns are they, them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So inclusive. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Google it. Tokyo Speaks. All right. Lex Caliber, also known as Alexander Hunter. You can check me out on IG, Sage of Stone. And me and my friend Marcus over here, we got the random show, which nice. is randomly uploaded. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I need an invite to one of these endeavors that you're doing. Oh, I want to be a part please, of it. Yeah, yeah, I want to be part of it. Yeah. yeah, you free tonight? Seriously? Yeah. All so right. We going to we, we gotta go. go do some. Y'all gonna record? Yeah. yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I'll roll. All right. I was supposed is. I was supposed to go do uh, check out an event, but I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll rock with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna check out Shalice up at uh, yeah. the Soul Food House or uh, yeah. Legacy Lounge, but yeah, I'll rock with y'all. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, IG Sage of Stone. Um, IMDB, Alexander W. Hunter, Amazon Prime, The Benza, and Benza English. Check us out. New game dropped, Benza RPG, on smartphones, Android, iPhone, and PC. Marcus, please. Um, <clears throat> first, I want to say, Mega, thank you for uh, inviting me. My pleasure, this, my pleasure. Uh, wonderful gathering of great minds. Seriously, uh, I just wanted to put that out there and give everybody our roses. I was very intellectually uh, stimulated. His, uh, I got books that I'm giving you too when you before you take off. Actually, I mean I'll, I'll take them. And you know what? I'm actually uh, going to a book. One book. Oh well. Yeah, I mean I ain't that generous. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I got you. I got you. So check me out on social media: DJ L Spade, Instagram, all one word: DJ L Spade on Facebook. Uh, production wise, please shoot me an email at Tokyo Stash no Stash and Spade at Tokyo Stash Spade.com or DisplaysMedia at gmail.com for all your producing needs. Um, I'm also the uh, one of the producers on the Benza RPG, so you can hear some of my tracks there. Please follow me on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Music, uh, DJ L Spade. 
and listen to the albums. And please send me a message, man. I am very approachable. You know, even if you think my music or my content is garbage, I am more than willing to engage and talk to you about that. But like I always say, tell me why. If not, you're just a knuckle dragging, bottom feeding hater. So, uh, yeah, DJ L Spade, check out the music. Bless. And all the beats on this episode, besides the songs that we played that we told you that we were playing, were brought to you by Bugseed, producer extraordinaire, beatmaker extraordinaire. Uh, go check him out on Spotify, links in the bio. Also, check me out on Moto Nice for um, interviews, addendums to the podcast, also maybe some political thoughts and things of that nature. And I'm also rocking with This Is Not Information podcast, brought to you every other week with my guy, Polly Rhymes, Maurice Shelton, and Bernadette Benjamin. Here goes a Bugsy.